Shalom Vacha. How are you doing? I hope things are well by you. Baruch Hashem, I'm uh, looking here in this wonderful book of uh, Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkanus. And uh, I don't want just like to read from you for you stuff. I rather for us to find things that will inspire us and will give us strength and uh, and power for the future So Bezrat Hashem Let's see. The Creator, it's written on him that he came down to our world, to our life in ten levels, ten kinds of um, of downs. The Creator came down one step at a time in ten levels for us. And um, it's like visits. It's times that the Creator Himself revealed his um, Himself, His face, to His people. So it happened ten times. And those are those. The first time in the Garden of Eden, Because the verse is saying that Adam and Eve heard the voice of Hashem, our Lord, walking in the garden in the wind of the day. And another verse in the song um, Shir HaShirim, the song of all songs that been written by King Solomon. It's written, Dodi Yarad Legano, that our uncle, it's a name for the Creator, came down to his garden. So, the Creator, that He is a judge of truth and justice, He called the first man and told him, Why did you run away from me when I called you? Why did you hide? So Adam answered to him, Shimacha shamati, when I heard your voice, the voice of your, the sound of, of, of your exist, existence over there, my bones were shaking to each, one to each other. And I was so scared and terrified that I had to hide. I hide, I wanted to hide my actions and I was afraid of my deeds. He was scared to be punished for his crime and he wanted to hide um, the outcomes and his actions. He was ashamed of his actions. Because I was naked means naked from um, naked from tzivui. It's written means from commandments. Means that because that he violated the commandment, the order that God um, ordered him not to eat from the forbidden fruit, and he did. So he was he felt naked. Now the. The, the, the Midrash here of Rabbi Eliezer is asking 
It's written in the verse, Ki Arum Anuchi, that Adam is saying, because I was naked. I was hiding because I was naked. So the Rabbi Eliezer is asking, what was the covering of the first man? A skin that is like a fingernail. And a cloud of honor was covering him. So the skin of Adam and Eve was not like our skin today. It was like a fingernail, like an armor, that his whole skin was like this armor of the fingernail that is covering us and it's shiny and it's like a window that you can see through it to the person and clouds of honor were covering him and um, this is the reason why in Havdalah, in Motzei Shabbat, in the end of Shabbat, when we're making Havdalah, we're lighting the fire in candles with two wicks and then we're we're looking at our fingernails and we're looking at the reflection of the flame of that candle in our fingernails and why are we doing that? We're doing that because we are reminding ourselves of our earlier holiness that we were all made out of the fingernails and when we're saying that blessing we're actually asking from the Creator to keep the fire of the evil inclination only in the candle and only in that mitzvah and that all the rest of the week there will be no heat and no fire and no power to the existence of the evil inclination of the Yetzirah. So when we're saying Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Esh You are the one who creates all sources of fire by that we are admitting that the Creator is the one who has all the powers to hold the evil inclination and to set it free. To hold it back from not being able to hurt us and to set him free, God forbid, to punish the ones that the Creator chose to punish. So when we're saying, we're saying, okay, thank you, we know you are the one who controls the fire, all kinds of fire. And, and, and spirits and we're asking that fire to be attached and linked to that flame of the candle of Havdalah and not more than that that we won't see no more fire this week okay that's the intention while saying and looking at the fingernails the reflection of the flame like it's written Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam the 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 candle is a flame and the candle's flame is like the soul of the person and the flame of the fire is reflecting for us the soul of Adam that we are built and were included in his great soul so a cloud of honor was covering him protecting him but because he ate from the fruit of the forbidden tree that skin of the fingernail um, peeled away from him and he saw himself naked and that cloud of honor removed from him and Adam said to the Creator 
Ribon Kol Haolamim, the master of all worlds, when I was alone, was I sinning? You see that he, Adam made another mistake and trying to put the blame on someone else, on his wife Eve. Ela, ha'isha she'veta etzli, hi edicha oti midvarecha, the woman that you brought to me, she rejected me from your words. The woman, she convinced me to eat from the tree and I was eating. So the Creator, we must understand the pain and the struggle of a parent that sees his children drifting away and doing horrible things that will bring, God forbid, bad consequences um, for themselves in the future. When Adam is acting in that way, instead of taking responsibility on his actions and instead of admitting the truth, the Creator doesn't have so much to do with him anymore in that side, from that side of... In reality, we know that that's how things works, that when you try to talk to someone and to explain to him that something that he's doing is wrong, and he's not willing to hear, he doesn't want to listen, he just tried to roll the blame on someone else, <laughs> like there's nothing to do. You can even tell him again, no, but you did, no, you did, I saw you did, but you had some intention in it, you wanted to see. Like, if he's not in the place to listen, if his willingness is not there, so um, so it's a, it's an, it's a horrible... Um, experience for the teacher, for the parent who comes to try to educate the Creator. So that's what that's written here, that the Creator was standing so-called overwhelmed from the answer of Adam and then looked at Eve and asked her, why did you sin? And not only that you sinned, you also hechtet ha'adam. You also made your husband sin, because we know, and this is a question that um, many are asking, what was exactly going on with, uh, with Eve, with Chavai Menu? Like, what happened to her? Why, why in the world she was violating that commandment? Why she went and started to eat from the fruit and, and were close to the snake? And why all this situation took place in the first place? So... I explained it once that um, the loneliness of Eve as a creation when she came down to earth, when she been separated from her husband physically, from his body, because like we know, in the beginning, Adam and Eve been created in one figure, in one body. And then when Adam felt that he wanted to have a spouse, that he wanted to have a partner, so the Creator put sleep on his eyes and Adam fell asleep and then the Creator dissect Eve out of Adam. He cut her out of him. It's called Nesira. He was cutting her out of his body and then he woke up, Adam woke up and suddenly he saw that Eve is lying by his side. So for her that was the first moment of, of creation as an individual. And until that moment, she was part of Adam. She was not Eve. She was a feminine side inside of Adam. 
And when suddenly she became an individual, so her first experience is to see her loving husband and to understand that she has someone uh, with her to love him and that he will love her. Um, but then suddenly we see after that they loved each other and been together, suddenly we see that she's walking alone in the garden. And then the snake saw her and decided to go and to attempt her and to talk her to to sin and to and to and to fail but um, we see that she is walking alone in the garden and that's a great question that the person should ask why in the world um, after finding each other and loving each other so much suddenly you you find yourself alone where where adam go why why isn't he with his wife so we don't really know exactly what took place over there and where he went and what exactly happened over there but the fact that she found herself alone and without her husband, this is something that um, makes us wonder um, on the relationship that they had before. We know that when um, couples have great love between them, love that is not um, in that um, bad and sick concept of falling in love, that love from first sight, that like a person is full with, with lust and desires and find someone that is attracted to and he says oh, I'm, I fell in love with that woman, I fell in love with that guy, it's like that is not pure love a pure love is something that is building with time and it's a result of a deep appreciation and gratitude for good things that you do for each other and for the sacrifice and for the for the good advice, for loyalty, for for friendship, for, for sensitivity, for, for caring for each other. The outcome of a healthy and normal and honest relationship is a great love. So when a couple are close to each other and they, their relationship is based on that great love, so even um, the sexual relationship between them just increase that love. And after they are together physically, they're also more attached to each other emotionally. But when the relationship is not solid and the couple are just having physical relationship and their emotional connection is, is weak or shaky, so then after the physical um, bonding, they are experiencing um, resentment or um, rejection, um, the minimum that they feel is lack of attraction and lack of will uh, to stay close to each other. So when, when we see uh, on Adam and Eve that after that they were together first time um, in their lives, um, that suddenly they are apart from each other and they're not in, in a stronger way connected and united, it makes us wonder on how and where from, from which motives and with which thoughts and intentions they had their first uh, relationship. And when we look at the world today and we see the, the domestic problems of our, our, um, uh, um, of, of our kind of people, we can understand that Adam and Eve, they had very, very deep um, misunderstanding and 
miscommunication and separation between them. They came to each other not from the right place, not from a place of love. And it's written that after the sin, um, after, the, after the fact that they have been um, exiled from the Garden of Eden, so Adam was separated from Eve for 130 years. We know that Adam lived 930 years, and 130 years of them, they were separated. And he was, um, and, and they didn't have, like they were in a fight. They were in a huge, great um, fight, argument. And you can see that the relationship is, was not good. You see that when, after they were together, suddenly they are separated and they are alone. And then Hashem, the Creator, was asking Adam, what happened? Why, why did you do that? And Adam immediately blames his wife. And she is like being uh, prosecuted. She is like... She sinned, okay, she violated, okay, she did something wrong, but she felt like she had some connection with Adam. Maybe it's a connection of thieves, maybe it's a connection of, of sinners that they like at least wants to keep their loyalty. If they ate together and if they were having relationship together, so they can also take the punishment and the blame together. The fact that Adam is blaming his wife and saying, the woman you brought uh, to me, okay, so he's blaming Hashem also, she uh, convinced me to sin. She, and the same pattern, after she sees that her husband is blaming her, so when Hashem is asking her, why did you do that? Why did you sin? Then why did you make uh, uh, Adam sin as well? So immediately she's rolling the ball to the next stage and she's saying, the snake... He convinced me, and I ate. So the Creator brought all three of them. You see that the fact that Adam um, is blaming Eve, and the fact that Eve is blaming the snake, does not exempt not Adam and not Eve from punishment. Just all three of them are about to be punished. And the Creator is decreeing on them judgments that is made out of nine curses, and death. Death is the most horrible curse of them all because um, ideally the purpose of uh, the life of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden was for them to live for 1000 years in the Garden of Eden and to fix everything and to correct everything and that it will finish after 1000 years. But because that they sin and they've been kicked out of the Garden of Eden. The journey became longer and way, way harder. And we had to and still have to um, deal with the consequences of our sins, of our crimes. So the Creator rejected. Um, this is um, the snake. The snake has another name and it's. Um, we're writing it in Hebrew with the letter S and then M, Samech and then Mem, and then Aleph, A, and then L, Lamed. So, um, and that's uh, one of the names of the snake, of the evil inclination, and his group. 
um, from their place and the Creator cut the legs of the snake and condemned him from all the animals and from all the cattle and he decreed on him that he will peel and will take off his skin in great sadness so the snake been cursed that his skin will be peeled like that he changed his skin means that he lied um, to Eve and he pretended to be her friend when actually his intentions were impure and he changed his skin so to speak so because of that he was cursed to change his skin and he's doing that in great sorrow and also Sochef b'me'av al ha'aretz he is all the time must drag himself um, on his guts on his stomach on the ground and his food becomes in his stomach to uh, to earth and he doesn't feel flavor and no pleasure in his eating bitterness and death in his mouth and we know that the creator cut his tongue in half as well to teach us that the tongue of the snake went for both sides he was using his mouth and tilting to every direction that was needed for him to achieve his goal. Sometimes when you talk to a person that is not being honest with you, so you see him like trying from this side and from that side and like he will be, now he know I'm honest with you and then he will try to make a trick and when a person is lying so he's using every, every trick he can find to achieve his goal and to convince you to what to, he wants to achieve from you. So we see that the Creator put that sign on his tongue for it, him to be exposed, for it to be clear that that person is a liar, that he has two ways in his mouth and not only one. And the Creator gave the woman nine curses and death tortured blood of Nida, that's the blood of the monthly period, and uh, blood of, uh, I think it's called virginity, when a woman, she's a virgin, when she's still a girl, so it's a torture for her, it's a, it's a painful th process for her um, to mate in the first time, and poverty, and uh, uh, torture not poverty torture of of um, pregnancy of her stomach and tortured of birth and tortured of raising the children and she needs to cover her head like a person who mourns and she is um, And, and here the Rabbi Eliezer is saying for the earrings that usually women wear earrings and it's a sign, it's a symbol for women. Women has earrings. So Rabbi Eliezer is telling us that the source of that was that the Creator made like an earring to her, to her ear. And, um, and that, that is a sign for the fact that she sinned. Her earrings the source of it Adam uh, that uh, the creator made 
like an earring to her ear of the first woman of Eve and it's a sign for her forever to walk with earrings. You see women are wearing earrings and don't know even what it reflects, what does it say, what's the, what's the real cause and, and reason for that. And on Adam, um, the Creator decreed also nine curses. I'm not reading all of them because some of them are very, very frustrating and painful and we don't want to break our spirits. We just try to learn and to learn how to improve and to build ourselves to become better people. So there are nine curses and death also on Adam. Um, that the man is losing from his power when he um, when he is um, mating in a in a way that is not proper. When the man is um, um, when the when when the man takes out his uh, sperm. Um, not in a pure way, not in a holy way, just throw his seed uh, for no purpose or with a woman or, God forbid, in any other way that is not allowed to and uh, not right for him. So then he lose his power out of that act. With the sperm that goes out, also the power and the energy of the person is, is going down. Um, another one of the curses is that he will um, plant wheat and harvest thorns. Means that a person does not have siata dishmaya. He does not have help from heaven in in many ways. He's trying to achieve something and then everything goes wrong. And he tried to achieve something else and it's all going wrong. Um, Yesterday, for an example, I wanted to go and do hit bodedut. I went out to our backyard. After three minutes, I came back in. I said to my wife, except for hitting all the seats and all the everything that kids left in the backyard, I couldn't achieve anything. I had to come back. I, I went out for three minutes. I tried to walk to this side, tried to walk to that side, tried to talk to Hashem a little bit. I almost fell three times, bumped in every single thing that was uh, over there, thrown on the on the ground, and I felt like okay, they're not helping you now. I went back in, I sat a little bit with my wife, we spoke a little bit, and then I went to do it, but to do it another time, and it went well, Baruch Hashem. But when I went out, I wanted to do it, but to do it, but Hashem wanted to tell me. Relax first, go breathe first, and, and, and then... So this is one of the curses that a person, he tries to, to plant something and something else is growing. He tries to, to work in a certain way and the other direction hits him to his face. Um, he's eating grass from the ground like an animal and he needs to worry for his bread he needs to sweat for his food, and after all that pain, death, uh, God forbid. 
one of the punishments. So the question is, if the person sinned, so why the earth is being cursed as well? So um, we know that all those things that are coming out, all those difficulties are taking place on the ground. The, the ground, the earth is not bringing out the right fruits. So why the ground needs to be cursed for the sin of Adam and Eve and the snake? Because she was not telling what happened on her. When the Creator came down to, to, to the Garden of Eden, the ground was supposed to tell him, Hashem, look what happened. You don't know what happened. They just did this. They just did that. She was supposed to tell. She was not supposed to hide that thing and to help Adam hide um, in the tree. So it's written, in the time that people are sinning, um, one of the worst sins of them all means real horrible things. So then plagues are coming down to earth. But and when people are, so, so it means that when people are violating the, the worst things of them all, let's say if they're killing, if they're, um, if they're violating the main most horrible things to each other, so then the plague is hitting humans, it hits the people. But when people, the humans, are sinning in small crimes, so the Creator hits the ground, He hits the fruits, of the land for the sins of people. And on that the verse is saying, the ground is cursed because of you. So when great punishments are coming, it's because of great crimes, great uh, sins. But when small, um, small things are taking place, like difficulties with money, it might be very hard, but it's not worse than problems in your body, problems with your health, problem with your family. So when the judgments are hitting the ground, it's because of smaller sins. This is a very uh, important lesson and of course we need always to try to take all those teachings and learnings in the most positive way of them all and not to fall to sadness because of the pain and the difficulty of, of those curses, of those punishments that took place because anyway the sadness will not set us free. We are here and we're here to fix and to correct. Now the Creator rebukes the ones He loves because of His faith and trust in them that they are willing to take responsibility and to fix. So because of His faith in us, He is showing to us where we failed and what exactly we did wrong for us to take our lives seriously and to try to fix. So that's a great opportunity for all of us to learn this lesson, not to roll the blame to other people, not to say, no, it's because of her, it's because of him, it's because that they did what, whatever. Take your responsibility. If Hashem asks you why you did something, be honest and truthful and say the truth and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I messed up, I failed, I did something very, very bad, and I apologize for that. I didn't mean to hurt you, I didn't mean to cause you no harm, I didn't want to do anything bad, I was just too self-centered and wrapped and surrounded with my fears and with my own pressures. 
Honesty will set you free from all kinds of judgments. When a person is doing tshuva and confessing and talking to Hashem and saying the truth, admitting the real humble truth like we learned yesterday, the tshuva is the foundation and the reason for the stability of the world. The reason why the world exists and functioning is because of honest people who are able to admit their mistakes. So let's grab that lifeline and be honest and truthful as much as we can and in every opportunity to be strong, to be solid, to admit the truth, to say I'm sorry and, um, and to, to do the best that we can to fix and to correct. That's it. I must tell you from the bottom of my heart, I did a lot of tshuva in my life. I confessed many, many hours, many, many hours in my life on mistakes. If you see that someone is upset because of you, if you see that someone is hurt because of you, if you see that you didn't do enough to help that person, push yourself a little bit to improve, to fix, not to blame yourself. Oh, I'm such a horrible person. I did so much bad in my life. No, it's... It's useless to go in that negative mindset, to be positive, to be stable, to take responsibility and to say, okay, I want to fix, I'm sorry, I messed up, I want to do something good. And even if it happened 1,000 times, the Creator will wait for the person until the last moment of his life for him to come back. So go back and come back and do the best that you can and from heaven... I wish, I hope, I pray for them to assist us to have the strength and power to rise and shine, to correct everything, to fix everything, to take full responsibility, to be positive and to do only good. I want to tell you more, but we're going to keep it Bezat Hashem for tonight. Hopefully pray for me that I'll be able to give another lecture, another class tonight and Bezat Hashem will see each other soon. Thank you, thank you and bless you. Shum dabar vado, yatsotim